Yeah, here we go. Episode 29 of the Personal Trainer Daily. It is me. It's Burge. And you know what? I'm going to give you the second half of the interview I did with Greg Slater on training stuff today. A couple of great questions come in all about hypertrophy and mesocycles. So we're going to get down some nitty gritty training stuff today. Greg is an absolute genius at this kind of stuff. And importantly for me and for trainers at large, he's creating a hypertrophy course just specifically for Lift the Bar, which will be available very soon. In fact, if you're listening to this in the back end of 2020, then uh, it's the one thing that's going to make your year much better. So without any further ado, over to me and Greg to finish off the second part of the hypertrophy and programming interview that he did for us a couple of days ago. Enjoy! Anyway, I'm going to answer your question. Mesocycles, if the overall goal is hypertrophy, how would you structure these? How would you structure mesocycles? Would you set each block up for more focus on hypertrophy or would you add strength focus blocks in there too? And if you did, when? Cool. So again, I'd go back to the first two questions I asked before is who are we talking about? If we're talking about somebody just starting to lift weights, the long-term periodization type stuff, even if we look in the literature, it's, it's pretty rubbish, but that's because the questions we've asked are pretty rubbish and that's a caveat for the hypertrophy course. Plug! Plug, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, so if I've got somebody who's a bit more advanced, then maybe I'm thinking about this thing. And then also I'm going to consider what kind of um, what kind of session am I doing? Is it PT where I'm limited by time or is it an online client where I've got maybe a bit more time? Because if I'm going to say I'm going to insert some sort of strength focused block with them, with like big rest periods and stuff, what does that actually look like in a personal training setting? It might not look great at all. So it might not even be applicable to go that way. But let's just say it's somebody that's a relative and intermediate. How am I going to set them up? So there may be long-term an argument to say they might want to be more strength or intensity dominant. But what I'd always say is if their goal is hypertrophy, do I want to every third training block or fourth training block take them out of those hypertrophy rep ranges to work on strength? No, probably not. So this is, what I, this is my long answer to your short question. How would I set up a hypertrophy block to start off with? I consider how many times a week are they training? Once I know that, I can figure out how many times a week I want to get a muscle to be trained. Obviously, the research is currently telling us between two to three, but of course, there might be times where it's one only trains with you twice. You can only train the body part once. That's absolutely fine. Once I know the total training frequency and then the session frequency for that muscle, I can say, how much stress can I apply to that muscle and it be recovered again for the next session? There's no point in me doing GVT on Monday if we're going to come back in and try and chain, train the chest again on Wednesday. However, if I'm only training the chest once a week, I might say, yeah, I can go for seven, eight, nine sets on that exercise or that chest, that muscle, sorry, because it's going to have a week to recover. So what I say is for most people, I'm going to set the block up. So I'm going to say, let's say they're training four days a week. I'm going to try and set it up in a training split that allows each body part to be trained about twice per week. Now, remember, training splits are stuff that we make up to help us organize our training. You could have your whatever training split you need, calves, hamstrings, phalanges, anything. Do you know what I mean? As, <laughs> as long as we're thinking about these principles, how much stress do I want to play at session? How far apart are they? How long will it need to recover? And again, we'll go through this in loads of detail on the hypertrophy course. But the, if I don't have data off the person, so like what they've currently been doing, I'm going to use what the research tells me. I'm going to probably start at the low end, somewhere between eight to 10 sets per week with three to four reps in reserve um, and make sure that they've got about 48 hours in between training sessions. Once I've got that baseline, I can adjust based on how they're getting on. If they're telling me they're not sore enough, or sorry, they're not sore at all, they're well recovered, 
then maybe we can start to push the volume up a touch. And over the course of that training block, we can come down from three or four reps in reserve. Now we've got that repeated belt effect that used to the exercise is better skill. We can push a little bit closer to failure. So, well, there is an argument to be said. If someone comes to me, and they've been doing loads of volume for the last three years, because that's all they've known. I might do the opposite of that on their first training session because I'm probably going to get a really good stimulus, right? Of yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. who's not done something for ages, they'll just get a really good stimulus. But that's, I probably should have mentioned that at the start. But let's say I've set up my really my normal hypertrophy block, they're training body parts two to three times per week for 10 to 20 sets per uh, week, somewhere in the zero to three reps in reserve. I'm going to milk that for as long as I absolutely can. And then we might say from uh, after three months, let's go to a more strength focused phase but again it's not a strength phase it's not like a oh we're now going to go power lifting we're going to go five reps and three reps and one reps it's going to be in the context of somebody wanting to build muscle so i'm just going to move the majority of their lifts down towards the kind of six to eight repetition range maybe do a few less sets with the idea being that we might then resensitize them to volume once we go back into a normal hypertrophy block but again a lot of that is speculative it's probably only for advanced and advanced intermediate the vast majority of our general population clients Get them showing up, working pretty hard, two to three times a week, and you're going to be on the on the money. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be quite a special case for somebody coming to us in the first place, having done too much, rather than not enough. You, yeah. We usually get clients in the not enough category than uh, than too much. But yes, yeah, it's, it's a I think I go exactly the same route. If somebody come in and was doing absolutely loads of volume and they kind of neglected the slightly lower end of the rep ranges, start there because they're going to feel something. And like whether we like it or not, if a client can feel something and it's a positive outcome, they're going to likely want to do more of it. As long as you can tick that off as effective to the goal, as long as you know it's going to be effective to the goal, it's a, a smart way to go. I mean, sorry to interrupt. Real quick, from the research, anywhere between six to 20-ish reps on a per set basis gets pretty similar hypertrophy. So you could say, yeah, we're going to take your sets down to those six to eight. And even if it's just a psychological rest from having to do low, you know, higher repetitions, loads of volume for a little bit, probably going to do really really well off it but again i think we tend to overcomplicate some of these things 20 is just cardio cardio weights <laughs> like that's literally like legs bums and time slices not for me not for me i'm just not hardcore enough uh right last question from the group from kevlar kevin james best in brackets non-spreadsheet kev doesn't like spreadsheets greg best non-spreadsheet methods for tracking progress per session to ensure clients achieve progress, overload, etc. So yeah, what what methods do you have that are trackable but aren't spreadsheets? Um, I'm going to sound like a bit of a dick. I think, but like a use log- a spreadsheet, <laughs> <laughs> a, a logbook, right? Like you, you, something as simple as get your clients to write their sets and reps down, or if it was like last week they're on back squat, something really simple to do. And again, go back to those two questions: Who are we talking about? What's their goal? What is there? What situation are we in? So if it's a one-to-one setting, I can just write it down on a piece of paper, make sure I try and progress them, you know, one more rep, a little bit more weight, whatever it is, over the course of a training block, they're going to get better. If it's semi-private, I'm going to get them to log it down themselves. And then something that I use, it's really, really simple, is like an emoji face for um, RPE. So if they do a, a set and it just felt way too hard, technique felt crappy, I put a sad face. If it felt okay and they just could do a straight face, if the exercise felt great, quite easy, they put a happy face. Then if I come in in the next week and I just see loads of happy faces, all right, we're going to go up from what you did last week. If I see loads of sad faces, okay, let's pull it back a little bit. That is the easiest way, I think, to manage progress. You train to way too many millennials. <laughs> yeah. 
I imagine like rocking up to train uh, my oldest client, 87, just saying, oh, yeah, so what were your emojis this week, Pete? <laughs> <laughs> An emo what? <laughs> it's actually hilarious because I say that. He's actually the only client I've got that does send me emojis. He's on it. Yeah, complete legend. Uh, Ash Carter, couldn't help but get involved, could you, Ash? Hey. Many hypertrophy sessions programs you see have so many methods within them. Examples, drop sets, GVT, things like pyramid sets, just to name a few. Do you think it's best to keep things simplistic and just concentrate on basic 7 to 12 reps uh, for hypertrophy rather than methods? Again, who are we talking about? How advanced are they? What they've been doing? All these, all these nuances that we're going to speak about are on the course. Um, but Blog! Again. To... <laughs> I've, I've, I've tried to stop doing <laughs> yeah, that. I've said it so many no. times. Um, but Ash, there's so many things to this, right? So if I think of something like a GVT, and I go back to the question we had previously about setting up a mesocycle, there's a good chance that, you know, if somebody's only training a body part once a week, we've got to remember a lot of people are still setting up programs where people are training one body part once a week and they're absolutely blasting that muscle. So every time I add in more volume, a set that's closer to failure, um, an intensification method like a, a drop set or a strip set, that is going to delay my recovery process. So if I actually want to get on board and actually train somebody in the real world, I'm going to need them to be recovered probably in 48 to 72 hours. So the more of that stuff that I add on, the less likelihood they're going to be recovered for that session. So I think a lot of the sessions that you're seeing there are probably outdated in a way. And then that's not to say they won't get results, but let's talk about it from a pragmatic standpoint. The vast majority of our clients don't train six days a week. If you train six days a week, you can afford to have a leg day, a chest day, a back day, an arm day, a shoulder day, whatever it might be. You can afford to throw all those intensification methods in there and be recovered in seven days' time. The vast majority of our clients don't, which means we can no longer just train a body part once a week. We, you know, uh, we can't have a leg day or back day. We're going to probably have full body days. And so, as and I want to try and hit them at least two times a week. So to do that, I need to have less stress per session, more frequently across the course of the week. So I'm not going to use a lot of that stuff. Now, there's a time and a place, and you're going to know exactly when to use that. Further down the line, once the course Fridays, <laughs> use it Fridays. <laughs> Because the weekend is off. Just go, for, just throw it all in on a Friday, okay? That's fine. So um, <laughs> I'll give you a really quick example. If somebody's really time poor and I've only got a chance to do one um, leg exercise with them on that day, let's say instead of doing a squat, I might go into a leg press. We might do two sets of leg press. On the last set, we could do a double drop set. And the research shows us that's probably as good as maybe three sets, as in three additional sets. So we could have, for the time that we've got on a per minute basis, got more stimulus for that person as long as they've got enough recovery time between the sessions. So it could be good. But the short take-home for this is, for the vast majority of people, the simple stuff done really, really well, double progression, work them up towards the top of that rep scheme. So let's say it's three sets of eight to 12. Once they can get 12, 12, 12, with really good form, really good technique, up the load, go back down to the bottom of the repetition range and work your way back up. Now, for some people, we go back to the first question Lisa had about variety and stimulus and all that kind of stuff, you may need to make it a little bit more sexy than that, and there are ways and means to do that. So, again, whenever we're asking these questions, we've got to think, who are we talking about? What's the goal? What are they currently doing? There may be a time and a place for it, for the, but for the vast majority of people, get stronger for multiple sets in those higher repetition ranges, and you're absolutely golden. And the only tiny other point I'd say, Ash, is, yeah, forget about the 7 to 12 rep range. It's far bigger than that. It's probably uh, 3 to 30 rep range for hypertrophy.